0: Learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Avinu, we thank you for your goodness this morning, this Shabbat, this Rosh Hashanah. We pray that your Word would go forth to edify, encourage, and build up your community. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. (laughs) My life flows on in endless songs. Above Earth's lamentation, I catch the sweet, though far off, hymn that hails a new creation. No storm can shake my inmost calm, while to that rock I'm clinging. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? Through all the tumult and the strife, I hear that music ringing. It finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? What though my joys and comforts die, I know my Savior lives. What though the darkness gather round songs in the night, peace of God makes fresh my heart a fountain ever springing all things are mine since I am his how can I keep from singing amen 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 he's so good He's so good. How Can I Keep from Singing is an American folk song originally composed as a Christian hymn by American Baptist minister Robert Lowry. The sages say that there are ten songs, ten shirot, in the Bible, and these songs tell a story. The first, say the rabbis, was sung by our friend Adam at the end of creation. Guess what that song was? A song of Shabbat, Sabbath rest. This is from Psalm 92, and I believe it was Paul Wilbur who may have conferred with Adam and got this tune. I'm not sure, though. I have to fact check that. This is from Psalm 92, a psalm, a song for the Shabbat. Feel free to join in if you know this song. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O God, most high, to proclaim your love and faithfulness all the day and through the night. Here we go. La, 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 (laughs) la, 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 la. Second verse. You make me glad by your deeds, O oh Lord, so I sing for joy at all your hands have made. How great are your works, O Lord Elohim, Baruch Hashem! Pick it up. Here we go. La <laughs> la la, la la <laughs> la la la, la 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 la, la 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 <laughs> la 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 You sound good. We're going to take this show on the road. But we're getting the story a bit out of order, aren't we? Before the song, before the Shabbat, before the creation, there was darkness and chaos, waste and wild, the desert wilderness realm of nothing. And then God spoke. And his word went forth to create the sun, the moon, the stars, the shrubs, the butterflies, the chimpanzees, and the crowning pinnacle of his creation, the majestic meerkat. (laughs) No, um, hold on. I'm being told that the pinnacle of creation is in fact humanity. Sorry about that. I need to get a new fact checker for my sermons, obviously. And then God rested, and so too probably did the humans. They rested, made in the image of God. And as the work was completed, and chaos and death and nothingness totally annihilated, out must have come the song we sang from the lips of Adam. Then humanity made more and more choices, some of them bad, most of them bad, actually. Choices toward chaos, toward death, violence, and greed. Choices of pride. Choices of using others for gain. Selfish choices. Animalistic, rebellious choices. Choices to take over the throne of God and be our own gods. Choices to take instead of give. To be the strongest, and the most ruthless, and the most powerful. So God had a Rosh Hashanah a renewal of sorts, with our friend Abraham. And God chose to bless all the families of the earth through him, and through Isaac, and through Jacob, and through Joseph. But there arose a king who didn't know Joseph, and we were stripped of our freedom in Egypt, and we were hurting, and we were scared, and we cried out, not even to God, we just cried out. But God faithfully heard us and brought us out of there, miraculously, with ten signs. And then we got to the sea, and we turned to Moses, and we said in Exodus 14, 11, Have you taken us away to die in the wilderness because there were no graves in Egypt? That's, that's what we said. You can look it up. In other words, you brought us out of Egypt just to die? We're between the waters of chaos? For the creation and a massive enemy army. We're stuck. And you expect us to trust you just because of 10 measly plagues? No way, Moshe. <laughs> and then, and then, after we said that, the Spirit of God, the Ruach, the wind, blew back the waters. And we sang again the song of the sea. From Exodus 15. I will sing to Adonai, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. Adonai is my strength and song. He has become my Yeshua, my salvation. This is my God, and I will glorify him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Adonai is a warrior, Adonai is his name. And then we sang. This. Who is like you, O oh Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, Lord, there is no one else? You are awesome in praise, doing wonders, O oh Lord. Is like you, O oh Lord. Yes, that song we sang earlier, and the song we just sang, "Mikomocha," is from the song of the sea. When we were liberated, after we complained, and then we went through the sea and into the desert, and we were tired, and we were hungry, and we were thirsty. So we said, "Surprise!" to eat to 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 Moses. Let's say this all together. Why have you brought us up from Egypt to die in this wilderness? Because there's no bread, no water, and our very spirits detest this despicable food. Gee, doesn't that sound familiar? Didn't we just say that? You brought us out of Egypt just to die? Hey Mo, this desert trip is lame, <laughs> Then we were attacked by the Amorites, experiencing lack, hunger, and thirst, squeezed in again by death, kvetching and complaining. The last thing we deserved was water. But then God intervened again on our behalf, and there was a well. So we sang the third song in the Bible. Spring up, O well, sing about it from Numbers 21, 17. <coughs> Sing with me if you know this one. To all who are thirsty, all who are weak, come to the fountain. Dip your hearts in the stream of life. Let your pain and your sorrow Washed away in the light of His mercy, as deep calls out to deep, we say, "Come, Yeshua, come, come, Yeshua." Messiah, the Torah, the spring of living water, the thing we least deserve, the thing we desperately need, and the thing that God consistently provides. The fourth song is before Moses dies teaches it to the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because he knows they're going to stray. They're going to worship other gods. They're going to wander from the covenant promise that they made. So Moses sings to them. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. Let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching trickle like rain, my speech distill like dew, like gentle rain on new grass, like showers on tender plants. For I will proclaim Adonai's name, ascribe greatness to our God. The rock, blameless, is his work. Indeed, all his ways are just. God of faithfulness without iniquity, righteous and upright is he. The fifth song, according to the rabbis, is when we went into the land, following Joshua, Moses' mentee, and we were afraid again. Because the enemy was powerful. So the servant of God, Joshua, sang to the sun and commanded it to stand still. Then Joshua spoke to Adonai on the day Adonai gave the Amorites over to the children of Israel and said in the eyes of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, moon over the Ajalon Valley. So Israel had more daylight and got the victory. Notice here, though, that the servant of God, the descendant of Adam, has power over the sun, the moon, the stars, the luminaries, the so-called host or army of heaven listens to Joshua. And then when Joshua was gone, there was no king, and everyone did what seemed right in their own eyes, all of us straying from the good teaching of Adonai. And we hurt and oppressed the poor, and we committed disgusting practices. And we strayed from worshiping the only God who created the heavens and the earth by his word. We did evil in the eyes of Hashem. So we were oppressed and enslaved by the Canaanites, just like in Egypt. The Bible even uses the same verbs as in the Exodus story. It's like the slavery of Egypt all over again. And God saved us from them through Deborah and Barak. So we sang song number six. When leaders take the lead in Israel, when people freely offer themselves, bless Adonai. Listen, O kings, give ear, O rulers. I to Adonai I will sing. I will sing praise to Adonai, the God of Israel. Adonai, when you came forth, came out from Seir when you marched from Edom's field. The earth trembled, the heavens also dropped. Yes, the clouds dropped water. The mountains quaked before Adonai, this Sinai at the presence of Adonai, the God of Israel. This cycle happened over and over in the book of Judges. Idolatry leading to oppression, oppression leading to us crying out, us crying out, leading to a deliverer like Gideon, or Deborah, or Samson. And at the end of those darkest days, emerges a woman who is barren, infertile, who is mocked by another woman, and so depressed that she cannot eat, nor can she be comforted by her husband. Her name is Hannah, and her story is is the Haftar portion for Rosh Hashanah. She cries out to God. She makes an oath to the Lord of hosts, Adonai Tsevaot, the God of heavenly armies. She is, in fact, the first person in the story of the Bible to address God this way. For indeed, he commands the heavenly host and is king over the sun and the luminaries. And yet... Listens to his maidservant Hannah when she cries out to him. And Hannah weeps before God and before the priest Eli. And the priest tells her that God has heard her cry. And she gives birth to one of the most influential prophets in the history of Israel, the pivotal figure between the chaos of the time of the judges, and the period of the kings. Here then is Hannah's song, song number seven. Let's read it together responsively. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in Adonai, my horn is lifted high in Adonai. I smile wide over my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. Together, there is none holy as Adonai, for there is none besides you. Nor is there any rock like our God. Boast no more so proudly. Insolence comes out of your mouth. For Adonai is the all-knowing God, and by him deeds are weighed together. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the stumbling are girded with strength. Those full hire themselves for bread. But those starving hunger no more. Even the barren gives birth to seven, but she with many sons languishes. Adonai causes death and makes alive. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. Adonai makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and also lifts up. He raises the helpless from the dust. He lifts the needy from the dunghill to make them sit with nobles, granting them a seat of honor. For the earth's pillars are Adonai's and he has set the world on them. He guards the steps. His godly ones, but the wicked are silenced in darkness, for one does not prevail, one does not prevail by might. Together, those who oppose Adonai will be shattered. He thunders against them in heaven. He judges the ends of the earth. He gives strength to his king, exalting the horn of his anointed one, which of course in Hebrew is Mashiach, exalting the horn of the Messiah. The weak, the meek, the vulnerable shall be strengthened. The one who mocks, who makes fun of others for what they have, they will be brought low and humbled. Mm. But what is this horn we keep hearing about? The horn represents the power of God because it it is a shofar filled with oil, which Samuel... Anna's son, used to anoint the king. This is what it looks like. I'm assuming this is not a Polaroid, but uh, it is an artist's depiction of Samuel anointing the shepherd boy, David. Notice the horn. What does it look like? looks like a shofar. That's the same word. He's raising the horn filled with oil. That is why the king is called the anointed one, or the Messiah. When the horn is raised, the oil, representing the spirit of God, is poured out upon the king. And he is inaugurated. His kingship begins, in a sense. This is the beginning of David's kingship. Even though, look at him, he's just, he's just a boy. Right? You don't see a lot of king stuff going on, but it's, it's inaugurated. The kingdom is upon him, right? This is what happens today on Rosh Hashanah. Today is the beginning of the year 5781. It is the beginning of the kingdom of the Messiah as predicted by Hannah's song. Today is the festival of the shofar, the horn, filled with the oil of God's spirit, and it flows to all of us who cling to the anointed one, right? The oil runs down the beard of Aaron onto us, the one that's anointed and the ones that cling to him. (laughs) The eighth song is the song of King David, the one anointed by Samuel in the painting. Near the end of his life, when David is approaching death, Just like when Moses was approaching death, he sings a song. But first, (laughs) there's a famine in the land. And there's another giant, just like Goliath. But this time, he has an extra finger and toe on every appendage. And this giant taunts Israel, just like Goliath did. Just like Hannah's rival did. Taunts and mocks. But then David is saved the final time of his life, and he sings this song, which we learn from Psalm 18. For the music director, a psalm of David, the servant of Adonai. He chanted the words of this song to Adonai on the day Adonai delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, I love you, Adonai my strength. Adonai is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God is my rock. In him I take refuge, my shield, and what? The horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called upon Adonai, worthy of praise, and I was rescued from my enemies. Cords of death entangled me, torrents of Baliel overwhelmed me, cords of Sheol coiled around me, snares of death came before me. This is all the images of death and hell. That are upon David in my distress I called on Adonai I cried to my God for help from his temple he heard my voice my cry came before into his ears he reached down from on high and took hold of me he drew me out of mighty waters remember the waters of chaos he saved me from a powerful enemy from those who hated me for they Guess what? They were much stronger than me. But they're not much stronger than the Lord. (laughs) They came against me in the day of my calamity. But Adonai was my support. He brought me out to a wide open space. Remember the restricted space versus the wide open space? He rescued me since he delighted in me. It's because he delights in us. He loves us. That's why he does this. With the loyal, you deal loyally. With the blameless, you are blameless. With the pure, you are pure. And with the crooked, you are shrewd. For you save lowly people, but haughty eyes you humble. Therefore, I praise you among the nations, Adonai, and sing praises to your name. Great victories he gives to his king. He shows loyal love to his anointed, Mashiach, to David and his seed forever. Then there is the song Of all songs, the ultimate earthly song, number nine, the intimacy between a husband and his bride, expressed in the love poem. A storying of God's relationship with Israel and God's relationship with those who cling to his anointed one. Before this song, however, there is longing, the crying out for the beloved, the searching through the night. This is from Song of Songs. On my bed in the night, I longed for the one my soul loves. I looked for him, but I did not find him. I will get up and go about the city, into the streets and onto the squares. I must seek the one my soul loves. I looked for him, but did not find him. You hear the barrenness. You hear the desperation there. Together, if you know it. Behold, you have come over the hills, upon the mountains. To me, you have run, oh, my beloved, you've captured my heart. Dance with me, oh, love. Song of all songs, romance me, oh, lover of my soul, to the song of all songs. Origin, the third-century Christian theologian linked many of these songs with this narrative. It is necessary that you go out from Egypt, and once you have left the land of Egypt, that you cross the Red Sea, so that you may sing the first song, saying, Let us sing to the Lord, for he is gloriously magnified. Exodus 15. However, when you will have uttered the first song, you are still a long way from the Song of Songs. Walk in spirit the land of the desert until you come to the well which the kings dug, and there you will sing the second song, Numbers 21. After that, come near to the Holy Land, and standing on the bank of the Jordan, sing the song of Moses. Listen, heaven, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth, Deuteronomy 32. Again, you will find it necessary that you act as a soldier in order to take possession of the Holy Land as an inheritance, and a bee... "...shall prophesy to you, and a bee judge you, for Deborah is translated as bee, so that you may utter that song which is contained in the book of Judges, Judges 5. Therefore, after climbing to the book of Kings, come to the song sung when David fled from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul, and said, The Lord is my stay and my strength, and my refuge and my liberator." Second Samuel 22. Then you ought to arrive at Isaiah and say with him, I will sing to the beloved a song of my vineyard. And when you have crossed the whole world, climbing to higher things so that you may, as a fair soul with her spouse, then sing this song of songs. Unquote. But that's only nine. And yet, there is still one more song, even higher than the song of all songs. The rabbis say the 10th and final song is the song of the Messiah. (laughs) Yeah, My friends, before the consummation of all things, before the song of the Messiah is sung, there will be challenges. There will be difficulty. But these challenges are a leveling. God is raising up the humble. Is humbling the proud as he did in the song of Hannah. These days of darkness are an opportunity for us to kneel, to lower ourselves, to be weak and vulnerable, to admit our faults, yes. our sins, to repent, to prefer others to ourselves, to seek the good of our neighbor, to seek the good of those who have hurt us, to be among the humble and poor in spirit. Let us join with Miriam, the mother of Yeshua, who sang this in Luke chapter 1, my soul magnifies Adonai, and my spirit greatly rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with care upon the humble state of his maidservant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done a great thing for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is from generation to generation to the ones who fear him. He has displayed power with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down rulers from thrones and exalted humble ones. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty handed. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Reminds you of Hannah's song, doesn't it? Mm. And her cousin's husband, Zechariah, was a priest. Just like Hannah's advocate in the book of Samuel. And Zechariah was silent throughout his wife's pregnancy. He was unable to speak. You see, his wife, Elizabeth, was also barren. They were unable to have children. Even though they were righteous before God. They did nothing wrong. And yet, they were barren. And Zechariah did not believe the angel's announcement at first. So he had a a quiet period. (laughs) He went to his man cave, I, I guess. And then, when his son was born, he sang this song over his son, John the Immerser Blessed be Adonai, God of Israel, for he has looked after his people and brought them redemption. I want to read that again. I like that. Blessed be Adonai, God of Israel, for he has looked after his people and brought, brought them redemption. redemption. Amen. Yeah. Yes. He has raised up a horn of salvation, salvation for, us for us in the house of his servant David. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is so good. He's so good. He is so worthy. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. God is implementing a divine reversal, a major upheaval. So let's humble ourselves. This Rosh Hashanah, in order to be raised up by God, instead of raising ourselves up and then having to be humbled by God. Let us take comfort in this story because we know where it's going from death to salvation to singing from chaos and idolatry to crying out to a song of thanks Come, from kvetching and complaining mm-hmm. yes. to getting what we need in spite of our complaining to rejoicing from oppression and slavery To freedom to a shout of hope from barrenness and emptiness to fulfillment to praise. Every time, without fail, God saves us in spite of ourselves. And in the end, a song. If you're experiencing the first part of the story, good news. (laughs) Take heart. Because there's two more parts. Let's humble ourselves before the God who intervenes. Who treats us better than we deserve. And when you experience the salvation of God, you will sing your heart song. The song of the Messiah. And even today, this Rosh Hashanah, we can sing the song of Messiah Yeshua and usher in his kingship. Are you with me? Yes. Let's do it. Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord Almighty. True and righteous are all your ways, King of the ages. Who will not fear you, O Lord? And glorify your name. Behold the Lord. God is my salvation. In him I trust. And will not be afraid. I will give thanks. And sing among the nations. Forever behold the Lord, behold the Lord, behold the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. <laughs> Avenue. We know you save us. We know you rescue us. And we know. We know we don't deserve it. We know we've complained. We know we've put other things before you. We know we've hurt people. We know we've fallen short. And we need your well. We need the the well of living water. Fall upon us now. Holy Spirit, comfort us. Raise the horn of your salvation and pour upon us the oil, the ruach, the anointing that falls upon your anointed one. Let it fall also upon us, your kids. Lord, we repent. To see your kingdom, we want to see you crowned king in our hearts, in our families, in our community, in our city, in our nation, and in the world you created. Help us, Lord, to be humble, to bow down before your throne, because you are the King of Kings. Thank you, Lord, that you are made king on Rosh Hashanah through Yeshua the Messiah, the king of kings. And in his name we pray. Amen.